I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say Preview Show with Sun FM. Not that I think there'll be much previewing going on tonight. We've got Borough in the Cup of the Weekend, but I think we're going to use this episode to reflect on what's been a bit of a miserable Christmas period for Sunderland fans and an even worse 2017. If we were going to do a highlight show of 2017, how long do you think that one would last? Maybe struggling a bit. Maybe struggling a bit. Yeah, we'll not, we'll not do that. We could talk about how bad things are. Um, worst it's inevitable team, worst, that's going to happen anyway. Worst team in the... Calendar, out, of the 92, out of the 92 out of the 92 gives I was asked, the pride doesn't it that <laughs> no I was, I was asked today about being the the worst team in, in, in the top two divisions in 2017 and I did correct the person who asked and said actually I think you'll find it's all four divisions we're joined tonight <laughs> by uh, Wiseman Sea regulars um, Michael Luff and Gary Foster who join us join myself and Gareth in the studio and we're going to look back over a fantastic 2017 for the lads in red and white, <laughs> it's been it, <clears throat> I, it's been dark today early, hasn't it? I think by four o'clock it was pitch black and raining, and it's a bit of a metaphor, that isn't it, for being a Sunderland fan? That's just that's the just the winter. That's what happens. <laughs> Gareth, don't don't do that <laughs> to the well, creative well, statements. Yeah. We're talking about metaphors. We haven't, we talk, we haven't, we haven't talked about the the best thing that happened over Christmas. Well, football related, but yeah. Me hitting the crossbar. How long did it take him? One minute. Well, we should, we should get it out of the way. Yeah, credit where it's due. I'm just uh, saying. The lad stepped up and hit the crossbar. Do you want to provide context? Some of our listeners might not know what you're yeah, talking we did about the, here. Well, we beat the well traitor over there. Beat the ALS in the crossbar challenge of the Birmingham game. Half time at the Birmingham game on the stadium where you've got it. So I was very the ill wheel, as well. The wheel on a makeshift goal, don't they? Put it on halfway. Poorly and went on from very ill early, didn't he? Was, well, that was good for the rest of us. To well, be yeah. I was in bed for two days, got my sick bed. Just kept watching it all over, over again on his phone, <laughs> patting attempts. himself on the back. Three attempts. Yeah. Just saying, we'd leave so, it there if you want. Right. He's gonna, we, do you we, know won't, we, we won't we, leave it there. We, you know we're coming when back. When we do the, the, um, the, the pre the pre match shows in the Peacock, right. and Gareth always going to be on a video. Yeah, he puts the DVD <laughs> on of all Sunderland, <laughs> successful Sunderland yeah. seasons. He's just going to put that on a loop, isn't he? Yeah. Of, of him and Portfield crossbar in the last minute. Jimmy Montgomery saving, then Gareth hitting the crossbar. <laughs> well, they might the they might do that video before the game, don't they? Maybe they'll like work it in on right. the scoreboard. I mean, you know, just an idea if you're listening. Who? Uh, Who's anybody? The club? Anybody? <laughs> just an idea. I mean, just an idea. But you know. Anyway, should we brush over the Christmas period and the fixtures? You, you mentioned the Birmingham game. That was the first one, which wasn't that bad in comparison to a couple of others that we've had. The one thing that stands out for me for the Birmingham game, I know we're maybe going back a bit, but it was actually only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Um, Birmingham went down to ten men. I thought. Chris Coleman got his substitutes wrong in that game. He tried to replicate what he did against Fulham by bringing on the two young forwards, Azaro and Marja. I think personally in that game, 10 against 10 could have matched up. Aidan McGeady could have come off the bench and played a free role. 
Sorry, in a game that we looked like we weren't going to break them down. Well, we we talked about that after the game, didn't we? Mm. About the we were all sort of in agreement. McGeady should have been the uh, guy to come on, and then we saw McGeady in the following game and thought, well, maybe not. Then, but this would have been against a side with a with a man down. And yeah. the point was, if you match the other ten up, it suddenly leaves one player to have a bit license to you know just go on there and do what you want. Yeah, we've got a. Then, That's the only time he seems to have played well for us because Grayson practically did that every game mm. with with McGeady. He did it at Preston, he did it for us. He gave him a, a free roll almost. Yeah, what do you mean? I mean? This is hindsight, but you know we haven't done a show in ages, so we, we've got to go back. <laughs> and, we've got to go back and look at each <clears> game individually. I think the way we utilised him was wrong when they came on. It was almost like you know when you like play on FIFA or something when you were young when you would create yourself. So therefore, you try and do everything through that player you've created. That was what it was like for me. Every time we got the ball, we were looking to try and play the magic to recreate that goal he scored against Fulham. <laughs> like and Phoenix from the Flames. Yeah, it, like it, 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 it pretty much was every single time to try to play that ball. When remember was... that uh, Libero Grand? Remember that football game where you just were one player? No. No, oh, that's, 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 that would be like, yeah. It was, it was... like Spectrum ZX there. <laughs> no, no, it was a PlayStation game. <laughs> you just were one bloke and you just barely just got the ball and dribbled, tried to dribble past everybody and score. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt your flow. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> trying to bring a bit of light-heartedness to the, the well, pit of despair. Certainly needed, don't we? Um, but no, as I say, I just thought it was a little bit wrong the way we tried to utilise them. We tried to do everything through them and I think that just put a bit of unnecessary pressure on and I think that the crowd were maybe expecting that as well because they kind of thought it worked against Fulham, like, you know, chuck the kids in and all we like to make out of that on this show a bit. But yeah, as I say, the Birmingham game, it was a missed opportunity, but there was still... I, th- I still came away from the Birmingham game feeling fairly positive, though, about everything. It's just, it's just the, the Barnsley result not the stuffing out the, of me. The Birmingham game, the, I think the main takeaway was... That the, the effort was right. The effort was there. <laughs> the, effort, <laughs> the effort was there, yeah. and they were, it just didn't come off them on the day. I yeah. actually thought Birmingham were a lot right. better. One of the better sides of the yeah, season. Yeah, a lot yeah, better than some of the teams. Now they've won... Two yeah. on the bounce as well. Yeah, they, they look a lot better than some of the teams we've yeah. played this season at home. Suddenly that opens up a whole <clears> new <throat> landscape, doesn't it? Of the yeah. teams you try um, and catch and stuff. And, and I think, you know, in contrast to Barnsley game where it was just not good enough yeah. across the board, I think, you know, a little bit of leeway, but for the fact that the injuries. Yeah, was can, hard we, can, can and, we go all Jurgen Klopp and, uh, on this and, you know, and, the, and, bl- and blame the, the two days between rest because we yeah. have got no. Maneuver, there's no manoeuvre at all for us to be able to rotate a squad round and I was quite confident going into the Barnsley <clears> game off the back of that win at Forest and then as the game got near I started to think about how young Barnsley's team were um, of course the the killing blow there was when Darren Gibson went off injured and as soon as he went off injured you just thought we've got yeah. nobody to dictate this game now and I was really worried well, a fully fit now would do that but would, he's um, nowhere near yet he's nowhere near fitness I like McNair but I'm not sure he's that player I just think you know, in the championship you should be able to get on the ball and, and, and maybe further up than Gibson would get on it, but you can get on the ball and use the ball. Well, we did um, We did ask Chris Coleman about that, so we'll listen to that in a little bit. Um, just brushing over the other two games. Sheffield United, I mean, that was the one I decided to go to away from home this season over the Christmas period. Begging for tickets, you were. It was yeah. a disaster, but Boxing Day. So it's all your fault. Well, I mean, I just couldn't believe what I was watching in that. Um, I couldn't just fathom what was what they were trying to do, what was trying to happen. We at Sheffield United were poor, and more on that in a little bit as well because I've got some stats up. They were poor, and they almost couldn't believe the look. Like we give them the first half an hour off, and said, and then invited them on, invited them on, and then eventually they took control. But I was prepared to let that one go because we then went to Nottingham Forest and won. Michael, you were there. Do you want to 
give us a little summary of that performance. Yeah, I think it's one of them games where I came where I think the first thing I put on like social media was saying that um, it's the type of game you have to win when you're in a situation where you are and you need to grind out them games. It wasn't the prettiest. We arguably sat off for us a little bit too much, but we were really solid defensively, I felt. We dealt with a lot of the things not in the forest threw at us. And because Forrest are not a team that are going to go direct and put like long balls into your box later on, our shape was really good and we didn't allow them through. I thought when Vaughan came on, we used Vaughan, Honeyman and Goose to press them quite high up the pitch. And then if the ball got through that pressing, we, we tended to get our shape back and we defended it really well. Right there, apart from one good save in the first half, I had little do apart from mopping up. And if you take away the shot that hit the post, on Forrest, they're virtually offered nothing all game. So for all of us, you look at the stats and you kind of think, oh, well, Forrest must have battered us because he had 20 shots. A lot of them were from long range, and I never really felt that anxious, even when you are at the game. And when you are at the game, every time they cross the halfway line, you think we're going to concede, because it's Sunderland. <laughs> but I wasn't that, but I wasn't as anxious as I normally am. So I came away from a Forest game, actually, just like full of confidence, thinking that, actually, for once, like, with this being a back-to-the-wall performance, we've come away from result. And as I said, after a Wolves game, that gives you a lot of kind of belief and confidence. But I agree with what Stephen said. In hindsight, maybe it was a bit unrealistic to expect them to replicate that in the Barnsley game given our lack of options and given how quick the games came around I do feel with this Sunderland team at the moment that you can tell in the first 10 minutes of a game if we're going to get something from it Yeah. and against Barnsley I was sitting there dreading the fact that we weren't going to get anything from that game because they started it so well and we just couldn't get the grips with a team that hadn't won a game in 10 mm. and that, that song that away fans come and sing at the stadium seems to happen far too often <laughs> the, how much, how bad must you be yeah. for winning but, away and the amount of teams that are singing that at the stadium like, does not on the on the negative side doesn't bode well for us because they, too many teams are coming to Sunderland and find it easy but Sunderland, Sunderland's got to accept that like position Sunderland's in how things are going teams like Barnsley and that are going to come and either try and frustrate you and frustrate the fans or come and have a go at you for Well, they as did long that in the can. second half, yeah. didn't they, with the time-wasting? And, it, and it's just, you know, they know the fans, the way things are at the minute, some of the fans are likely to turn, the atmosphere is likely to turn, if they can just block Sunderland out for it. So Sunderland's got to learn to deal with that. They've got to learn to be able to play for 90 minutes and keep going with 90 minutes. We're nowhere near that yet. Yeah, well, you, you, you'd struggle to think that we were capable of doing that without them bringing players in, to be honest. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear from Coleman? We'll do that on the transfers now, then, Gareth, because he was asked today if Sunderland, in their predicament, could still attract players. I think. Um... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, if we look at, I was asked a question earlier about experienced players coming here, and 
you know, sometimes you get experienced players who've been around the block a bit, and you come to a club like Sunderland, and there's a certain demand when you play for Sunderland. There's a, you know, there's a, you, you, you've got to play with passion, and you've got to play to win, and you've got to have a certain mentality. Uh, and sometimes, you know, the older ones have been around the block once too many times. You know, bet the younger ones with a bit of vitality and a bit of fight, bit of spirit. Maybe they're not being beaten over the head so many times. Uh, they got it all to prove. And if you know the people I talk to about coming here, I'm brutally honest with them. I say, if you haven't got that, you can't come here. It'll be a real bad experience for you. If you're ready to roll your sleeves up and you're experienced, you want to have an experience where um, you're going to be out there in the spotlight and you have to produce. It's, ex it's an exciting experience. Then you can come here. Um, the thing is, when you sometimes you look at experienced players. They don't necessarily always want to do that. Maybe they want a you know, they want an easier ride, if you like. It's not an easy ride there. It's not an easy ninety minutes here. Um, so the players that I'm looking at the come here is not about the age. It's more about the hunger and their desire, um, and that's really what we've been looking at. And if it is an experienced one we're trying to bring in, it'll be on the back of a conversation that they're ready to come in. They know what to expect. Because I think it's very important that we bring in the right mentalities here um, uh, to boost what we've got. I do like the fact that Chris Coleman does seem to be the first manager since Roy Keane who has considered things like a player's personality and, and what they could bring to the club because it's been very scattergun since Roy Keane in between, hasn't it? And that gives me a little bit of hope despite our financial situation. Right. At least he's, he's, he's because we've come on here over the last four years and said it countless times when it comes to players and managers sometimes <coughs> that they've appointed how much research are you doing how thorough are you being about the personality because it does sound cliched but it isn't just well, like it isn't like any <coughs> other club playing, playing, playing in the North East and playing for Sunderland it's both it's about we've signed players with the wrong mentality in the and 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 somebody who's not going to fit in the team I mean you could argue sometimes we've probably signed the right personality but maybe do we have another place for them in, in the squad like people like Larson and, and Gardner to an extent I don't think you could fault their mm. attitude and their, to, to, to playing for Sunderland it was just a particular Gardner when we signed him for five six million quid it was like oh well he scored goals from midfield so buy him well and then played him central and midfield then in a centre midfield too I mean that it, you've got to get the balance right, and let's hope that he can somehow well, he, he's like, all find the, that balance. He's saying all the right things, isn't he? And he's doing the right thing. Obviously, he's, we're saying that he's. Grayson made. did a bit of that, to be fair. Just sorry for putting in. Well, no, like, he did, he, he but, did, but yeah. then you, if you want to go back further, we talked about there getting the right people <clears> in with the right attitude. And while I thoroughly enjoyed my time watching Sullivan under Roy Keane. He did sign Pascal Chimponda, so if you want to talk about attitude, you know what I mean? Everybody gets it wrong and people do make mistakes. It's about backing the guy and all He's in the area still, the by the way. We're so, we're so yes, going to get yes, him on I the show. We're definitely uh, going to get him on the he show. He was playing for Washington. I don't know if he still is. He was playing for Washington in the Northern League, which is a bit of a... A couple of people have mentioned that to us now, saying Pascal Chimponda's in the area. Yeah. Gonna, are you going to get him on the show? But do people I think, think there, are, there is enough? There's been enough... Um, of a rise in the trajectory since Coleman came from where we were. Well, yeah, I mean, you where, where do people think if you? I'm going because I'm going to tell you in a minute. If you could predict 
in the nine games since Coleman's been here, where Sunderland will be in that custom league table? Fourteenth. People think. Uh, in a what? Um, sorry. In a, so in a league table from the day Chris Coleman was appointed. If we just go off those nine games from then. In the nine. Do we think? Because um, I'm looking to see if people think there's enough of an upwards trajectory I would say from that point. Fifteen, yeah, 15 something 16, like that. Yeah. 14. Sam Dunbar, right? Wolves and Derby have got twenty-three points. Then Fulham on 19, Preston on 18, Leeds on 17, Bristol City on 16, Villa, Borough and Brentford on 15, Cardiff and Bolton on 13, Millwall on 12. Then there are four of us on 11, so I did actually go and work the goal difference out just for these four to see where exactly we'd be. <laughs> I didn't do that, the other ones, I'm not that sad. Um, in the order here on 11 points, Norwich, Burton, Sunderland and Ipswich, so 15th. So it was, a, it was a decent show. Uh, Reading have 10, QPR have 9, Birmingham have 8, but 7 of those are coming in the last 4 games or something. Forest have 8, Hull have 7, Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley have 6. Two of those sides with 6 would only have 3 if we'd beat them. <clears throat> so there's not much of a swing there really when, when, when you consider some, well, of the, you... some of the sides around you getting the same though. And sides like Sheffield United and Barnsley three points and then they come along and beat us Sheffield United are playing awful at the moment well that's the thing isn't it you, if you're Sheffield United or a Barnsley or, or a Burton or whoever you probably do want to play us at the minute because you don't know what you're going to get it might be a big chance to you know put some put some points on the board maybe even put some daylight between you and the others but it it, it is what it is we're going to have to start beating the teams in and around us and we haven't done enough of that this season well, comparatively though you, you know in, under Grayson we had one win in fifteen, mm. and we've got we've won a third of our games and we've drawn two. It's whether so. there's a big enough swing, isn't it? So, so no, the, you, you, look, you're so right. Look at the sides below us. Then the sides below us on that form table. Now, obviously, this this can change. So really? what you you, what you what you'll be looking at is like Burton and Bolton are kind of going toe to toe with us at the moment. Yeah. Um, I I still expect those two sides to struggle and probably go down. If I'm being honest, despite what we do, Bolton have that transfer embargo still, don't they? I think the problem is, though, if I if you ask me to make a guess of where Bolton were, I'd have thought they were a lot higher up because you get these perceptions of Bolton being on this like marvelous run recently, and then you look at the reality and they're not that much above Sunderland. They are yeah. above us, but they're not that much. So, I well, think everyone's above us at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about I'm talking about in, C, in respect to Stevens' table, which he's got here. Um, so yeah, I think the, I think the upward curve has been sufficient because. Coleman, when he came in, I think we all acknowledged he's not a Harry Redknapp type who's just going to come in, roll your sleeves up and kind of like win a few games on the bounce and galvanise the place. He did galvanise the place, but he talked when he came in about like slowly putting a stamp on things and how he's going to take time to implement a long-term plan. And I think if you're taking that into account with the kind of manager that Coleman is, I think you have got to be happy with the way things are going because it's certainly been an improvement. Like Gareth said, we've won a third of our games, we've kept more clean sheets, you can see when things are going right on the pitch we're a lot more solid defensively it's just it is an improvement and I think that we can't without <clears> sound like Steve Bruce here, expectations like you can't just go from like what we were under Grace and suddenly challenging up the league it's I not going to happen if you look at um, you know under Keane at the, at the time I'm not saying that that's going to be replicated by the way but he had a kind of mixed mm. start he did he, you know he, he won a, a few start games and he dipped, didn't won he? a few games and we had a bit of a spell but we probably didn't really get going until Sort of January, February, when he brought in Edwards. I was going to say the thing is Roy and John. Yeah, Roy, 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 Well, we didn't spend that much money under Roy Keane, really, did we? We brought in, we brought in, we brought in a lot of frees. 
I think we spent about two million quid on Dwight York. I think we. How much did we pay for Edwards in there? I don't know. But we, given given wages and and how things have been, we're not even looking at. As far as I'm aware, we're not even looking at freeze. We're looking at no. But I'm saying relatively, though. Relatively, at that time, we didn't spend loads of money on the on the team. We 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 had put, a few nominal fees. You but my it, opinion but is, my, you wouldn't need to do that now. I really don't. No. To, to, to get us out the predicament <coughs> we're in, you, Coleman's talking about what three, four players. If you get the right three or four, then I, I couldn't say why it wouldn't. Lift us from where we are now. But it's getting the right. Yeah, and if he yeah. did get three or four that were gonna improve our starting eleven, not just be as good as somebody else, or you could play him or mm. come in and improve our starting eleven, I would feel comfortable and, and confident that we would pull out of it. I think this obviously, as I said, it can change, but it's just a very, very loose guideline. It's just nine games, sides below us. So in, in this form table, what you'll be looking at are any of those. Some of the sides we can we can realistically yeah. catch. Uh, so I'll just remind you of who those sides were. Reading was one. I can't see them being in relegation trouble, to be honest. No. QPR. Well, you say, we say that, but mm. I, well, I think if you read if you read some of the stuff that some of the the Reading journalists have been saying about their situation, they aren't overtly confident mm. about. I mean, they they got beaten three 0 off Burton the other night. Well, yeah, Burton keep nicking. That's it. Like you would have, I would have said, agreed with you that sorry, Burton's, Birmingham. Was sorry, Birmingham sorry, sorry. But Burton won three in the Chef Wed, didn't they? But they yeah, are. Burton are one of those sides where you, I would agree with you that you think they were nigh on not and better go down, but they keep nicking the odd result, mm. which isn't, isn't great I, for us. Again, it's incoming transfers with those. They're the same as Bolton. You know, they're going to be limited. I mean, we we're limited. We're limited. We are. We are. But you, you would still imagine we might be able to. I think punch the, a. You know, the advantage strike the, above the level maybe the the perhaps can. the advantage some of these teams have over us is they've probably got groups of players who've been together for quite a long time yeah. who understand how they play you know in Sunderland we we haven't had that for a long time we haven't had a solid core group well, of one, players there's one obvious exception on on that list of sides who below us in that form table and that's Hull it would probably similar to, again in a, a hodgepodge team of players. Seven points manager. they've picked up. They've only picked up seven points in the time since Colin was appointed. He won his. Did he win his first game, uh, Adkins? I think, and then since then, I mean, that was a surprising he's, appointment, wasn't he's it? He's had really? a very moderate track record for years, hasn't he? Really, Adkins. Did he go? He went to Sheffield United, didn't he? And, he did, yeah. and didn't do very well there. And I think he didn't do very well at Reading either after he left Southampton. So, and it's probably a bit of a. If there's a, if there's a club in the football league in in the Championship who were. Comparable to Sunderland in 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 the way it's being run, it it probably is uh, whole city. So. Well, Birmingham are below us as well. Uh, although say, out of that eight point seven of them are being picked up over the Christmas period. Yeah, a couple of games ago, you would have they would have been down there on one point or so. Um, Forest, th- th- there's often a side mid table who, who fall in every division I think in every be, season. There's I often think a, be safe. There's I'm, often a side that falls. I just think they're gonna just get the odd. Result. Barnsley, win a lot of games. Despite and... coming here and beating us, um, Barnsley is still is still below. Yeah, that, well, that depends too. on the young kids. Don't know. He's got a very young Sheffield side. Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday should be all right. You yeah. yeah. Well, Sheffield Wednesday got a bit of a problem at the moment. Like you say, they should be all right, but but haven't appointed yet, have they? No, they no, haven't no. brought anybody in, and they, <laughs> they, aren't, they aren't exactly setting the world alight at the moment. They seem to have re-dropped really off. Um, so to get beat, I think losing to to Burton. 3-0 at home no he, I mean the Burton haven't, haven't really got a goal threat no 
and, and to, to, to concede three, they'll be they'll be worried at the moment. I mean, there's teams probably about thirty points, isn't there, mid table? You know, 24, 25, I think is, I think twenty four's third bottom at the moment. So mm. you're only looking at six points. It's it is tight. You know, it's condensed in there, but you just got it. Sunderland's consistency is a massive issue, and they, they've got to find a way of finding the the level of performance consistently. And I think that's only going to come when the injuries ease and, and if some new players come in. Um, and, and that's that's. I'm confident Coleman, if he gets a, the right group together, will get the results. I'm not talking about when I say the right group, either. I'm not talking about if he's given £20 million to spend and strengthen the squad, because that's, well, that's not what I'm talking about. Firstly, it's going to happen, and I'm not talking about that, because I think that's easy. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, I mean easy in the, in the conceptually, it's like, well, anyone can go and spend a load of money on players to, to improve the well, team. You can in this division, be I mean. Better. How many teams have you seen this this season? Even teams <clears> that were better than us on the day, where you've actually looked at them and thought, "God, they're a good side." Cause I haven't. Mm. I haven't seen anything that I thought they're going to run away with this. Well, you look at like a team like Millsborough. I mean, we, we played them under under Monk when obviously we were in a man, managerial transition, and I mean, bang average, and they, mm. they've spent what sixty million quid or something on players. I mean, and they've ended up sacking their manager. You know, it's, it's not always the answer. It's, 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 it's about find like like Coleman was saying on there. It's about finding the right people. I think mm. that's why the, the Gibson thing's a disappointing one because he talks about how he's the the player for the system, the right player for for the way they want to play. Curious, that's curious. Lovely into the. Uh, into the done into this the before, next, wouldn't you? <laughs> the next Coleman um, clip there because what we did. Um, we always armed Tom from Sun FM with some questions for Chris Coleman, and that was the obvious one. Darren Gibson injured. Coleman's talking about a certain specific style of player. Does that have to change now? Darren Gibson was starting to win the fans over with his performance. It's disappointing for him to go down. I mean, how long is he out for, and are you going to change the way he's been playing? Because he's been taking a lot of football recently. He, well, yeah. I mean, in the style of play we've, in the formation we've had, he's been instrumental, really. Um, with his passing ability, you know, we, we we saw that we lost him at the weekend, and we really got we had about a ten minute spell after they the first twenty minutes where they bossed it. Then we started getting the grip, started switching the plays, and I think they were on the verge of changing their formation. And then he did what he did. He actually passed. He was looking for a big switch, and he miskicked kicked it, and he actually went to Vaughan, I think. And then in, in the process, he hurt himself. And then once we removed Gibbo, we didn't have that. Person and had to dictate when we're in possession of the ball, and that you know ultimately it cost us a lot. But um, yeah, he was just you know he was in that holding position. Um, he was getting way much better in terms of his discipline and his positional play without the ball, um, and he was dictating games for us. Uh, <laughs> he'd possibly be out between eight, ten, possibly twelve weeks. Uh, with his groin, He's, we've got one more opinion to get uh, before we decide whether it's definite surgery. Uh, but yeah, there's a big blow. It's a big blow for us. Do you think he's going to let him step into those shoes and he's going to play that way? I don't think we've got a player that compassable like him. Um, <clears throat> we've got other players with different qualities, but in terms of passing the ball like him, uh, you know, I don't think we've got one of them. No. 
No, we don't have a player who can pass the ball <laughs> like him and dictate a player like him. Well, we haven't. Does we that haven't... mean a, a system change or some, something's got to give now? You can't. You can't try and play like the way we were playing when Gibson was fitting in the team, because the proof is in the Barnsley game. Yeah, doesn't uh, work. It's a microcosm of that. We still it? got. It's, it's, we 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 played a certain way. He went off injured. Nobody could well, do actually, it. We lost the game. What, what I would say the the issue you got there though is I would say we weren't playing that way we're bypassing them because as soon as Vaughan's in the team it seems as though they decide that they've got to knock it knock it forward every time every time got to, got to hit Vaughan you don't I thought they mixed it up a bit I, I wouldn't say they went along all no, the time yeah, I still thought Gibson was, was heavily involved in the game I thought he did I think he came into the game but at the start weren't, nobody was taking responsibility and I think that's what it comes down to I think we've got a lot of footballers in that team you know, you know we haven't got second ball winners we haven't got People who are going to go and mix it up. We haven't like we we we're not physical. You know, we've got a very diminutive team. I mean, there's Yvali's got a player over six foot on, on in that starting eleven who who play in front of that back four. But there's there's nobody there that's going to give you the. Or oh, there's nobody in the squad for my money that's going to give you the Gibson option. So no, but I'm, what I'm talking about is getting on the ball. I'm not talking about the ability to pass it. I'm talking about taking responsibility. Getting wanting on the, the ball, ball wanting the, the ball. ball, yeah. Some of the some of the passes that we play are disgusting. Like Wait, five, you... six, seven yard passes. Take like, oh, Donald Love gets some stick, and I've given him some stick. But some of the passes he he's received from Browning in particular. Dear me, the, the weird he's he got puts the best on the ball fir- to Browning, He's got yeah. the best first touch in that first team because <laughs> he kills it every time, and mm. he, it's hammered at his knees, at his hips. He, he's getting the ball down, and then he's got to get it out and try and. You know, put a ball in the box, or and, and there's no movement. There's nobody wanting to receive it. The, wor- the worry for me, and I'm probably uh, going to upset a few people here because I think the lad tries hard, and, but Huddyman, if he decides to become Gibson and tries to spear them forty-yard balls that he does, that never find anybody. Mm. I mean, you, not, you're but far at the same better time, off. He's a piece out of the jigsaw you couldn't take out just because of his his energy and his willingness. Mm, that, I, that might sound. St- I know, Sad, I, I almost wouldn't, and I wouldn't disagree with that. What I'm saying is, don't give him <coughs> yeah. the role. Well, they can't give anyone. Chris Coleman change it. Chris Coleman's just said himself there. It's come from the horse's mouth. He's just said himself there. I don't have anybody else who can play. The like difficulty that. Coleman's got is he's now looking for yet another system or yet another way of playing because of the person. Well, I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't think he can. I don't think he can start thinking about changing the way we play just because we've lost one player. I think he's got to go. I still think we've got footballers in the team. Well, yeah, but there's got to be slight changes. You can't have somebody. An ang- for, well, you can't have a, a guy sitting doing a game. Maybe you can't have. Can't it. Gareth, Gareth, put McNair, McNair's name forward for that. Does anybody? Okay, I like McNair. I'm not sure he's up there. I'm not saying he's the same no, kind of player as Gibson. Doesn't mean I'm right. He, he could. He could. He, to get he could on the sit. Ball. He could sit in the anchor role. Possibly. See, I think he's not going to spread about though, like Gibson does. So that's what I'm saying. You're going to have to find another way. Not necessarily change the formation. Yeah, I'm not change the that. system. Yeah. Change the system. The way yeah. you play. Yeah, I agree on principle, but now, but I think he's got to play a bit more advanced if you're going to do that because he's not going to be the type to spray your 20, 30 yard passes. But what he will do, he'll link you quite well between kind of like your deep midfielders and your more forward and more advanced he's, players. He's more of a and carrier, ben, yeah, that's yeah. And bearing in mind he's coming back not fully fit, so this is a problem. He, he, you know, if 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 and he has you, a breakdown, yeah, you want to hold. Yeah. Coleman so far has resisted temptation to put him in too early, 
because mm. you can see what long term damage you can have on somebody. The I mean, more he, players get injured, the more he's, tempted he's, he's, he's got he's, less he's, choice, hasn't he? He's yeah, he's gonna, that, that's a worry, isn't it? He's not even. He's not even. I mean, but, well, that's what happened with Gibson. He, he said he was struggling with his groin, and and he's ultimately it's gone because it's it's been because put under too much pressure. Options, yeah. He had no other options. It, it, it's. I mean, and Dong's name's completely disappeared from the. He's aware from the list of he's, opportunities. He's got to think. Unless something's happened that we, you've got to think that he's he's on his way. But the thing for me is like I know we're going to touch on it a bit later on the bur the bur game. But is it a case of just put what you, whatever you can together where you're not risking too many and get the game out of the way? Because end of the day, we're not going to win the FA Cup this season with the best will in the world, given the squad we've got. So is it not like? You know, box clever, trying to get the threat away the, by the problem, still, There's the still problem, four and a half thousand fans going. Yeah, there is, yeah. And, 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 and that's a problem because we we talk a lot about is Borough a derby, is it not a derby? No, we, not. no we know, I, and I agree. <laughs> However, I don't think it's a game you can write off. It's, no. it's 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 you have derby games and then you have the rest. Mm. And Borough kind of just a little bit above. It's the a rest, more edge than usual game. He's probably mm. say yeah. like mm. kind of. Uh, but I think my you point. Know, you're not going to be devastated. But in the grand the scheme, yeah, but, but in the but grand scheme, you Like Gareth said, there's four and a half thousand fans going to make a trip down. The last thing the Southern fans want to see is a good hammering from from somebody so, who, let's be honest, despise us as yeah, a club. Yeah. You know, it's it's one it's one way that. Oh yeah. That relationship, God, isn't yeah. It? I think from my point of view, well, it's not so much about the personnel pull out against Borough. It's the attitude yeah. we approach the game with. Because I mean, look at it. I think it was 2011 against Notts County. We played Asamojan, Danny Welbeck, and Darren Bent as a front three. We never turned up. We were absolutely atrocious, and we had a very strong team out that day. But and as you say, and, oh, well, for <laughs> less said about it, the better. Um, but if you approach the game in the right way. And the lads who were playing say it's an opportunity. You think, right, we've got a depleted squad. If I'll come in today and I'll prove myself and I'll play well, I could be in the manager's plans going forward. I think we've just got to go into the game with a bit of belief. And no matter how depleted the squad is, you've got to approach it with a correct attitude. And it might be actually a bit more prudent if around the club we treat it as a bit more of a derby rather than kind of the mentality that the fans have. It's fine for the fans to sit there and think, oh, Borough's not a derby. But around the club, I think the fixture does need to be built up a bit more because we need something to cling on to at the minute. Because if you lose to Borough, obviously that's two defeats on the trot. You go to Cardiff next week, you haven't been the best of form. You lose another game, that's three on the trot. Then you go into a massive game against Hull. As I said, we need something to like kind of cling on to. I think you're right in, in that respect because, you know, from a generational perspective, I mean, we've talked about this before, there'll be a generation of people out there probably including yourself, who will only know Sunderland as being a Premier League team. A team. Not quite, but... I know your point, I know your point. Just about. Just about, because we're in the Premier League for 10 years. You have people going to the game who probably started when they were seven, eight-year-old, mm. who are in their, you know, late teens now, or people in their early 20s who have started going when we're under under Peter Reid. Um, and, and How long is for me? Yeah, <laughs> and destroying teams week in, week out. Um, and sadly, and, and this is... This is now. This will be our worst, our worst league finish for twenty five, twenty six years. It's the worst season in my lifetime. I think it was at yeah. some nineteen ninety five year. I was born. I think we finished that season. I think we finished that like as Peter Reid yeah, came in. Just on, stayed up that we season. just stayed so up, and then, since then and then yeah. since then we haven't finished below third in the championship. No. So, so I, I agree. We had a generation. It's for like a generation. Lord. Sadly, I'm old enough to remember yeah. third division football. So. Well, right. He's one for you then, Gary. Because I mean, I was. Six when Sunderland got relegated to the third division for the only time in their history. So 
I think I occasionally went. My dad dragged us out without me really understanding what was going on. Um, <laughs> it's his fault. I've got so, my photo. I've got a photo <laughs> with uh, me with a third division oh, championship tiny somewhere. Thing, isn't yeah, it? yeah. And you used to quite put, like, heavy. I remember a red and white sheet of flag in yeah, the background was, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my brother and me had one as well. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to a friend's dad in the pub before the game um, against Barnsley. Um, he said, and he's obviously you know my friend's my age, so he's 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 older than you, Gary. Even and, than me. Um, he said this is the worst Sunderland team he's ever seen, including the one that got relegated to the Ooh. third division. My dad's actually said the same thing. Because he said the one that got relegated to the third division had some good international players in it that were just badly managed. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so, is it, so is this the worst Sunderland team you've seen? Going by the 11 you see on the pitch week week to week. It's it's up there. Um, I, don't think that, I don't think the sum of all the parts are the worst... I've ever seen. Um, there's a lot worse players that I've seen over time, but obviously not in one set of eleven. I mean, if you want to go back to Hetsky, Doyle, uh, you could even go further forward than that and see Gareth Hall's got to be one of the worst people I've ever seen put on a pair he of football surrounded boots. By decent players, he though. was, so yeah. he got away with a little bit. But um, as a team, collectively, as, as, a, team a, as a unit, starting eleven, taken to the field on, on a match day. Um, there's less. There's less about them where you, you always thought, even in the team that went down to the third division, you always thought, I was younger, a lot younger then, obviously, and had the hope kicked out of us, so you always thought they had something there that they might just snatch a win, whereas when we go behind now, that you probably don't think we'll come home wins. Well, that's it. I mean, since... Can you since check, would Stackard tell you that or not? I can have a look, we'll have a look, potentially, but I was... But it was down to the manager, sorry, it was down to the manager yeah. then, I mean... You had a guy there who was supposed to be this this massive name enemy who was going around asking the players at half time what he thought they should do, which I mean I don't even do on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> My footy team have a bit more experience than that, but you know, um, it, it was yeah, pos- and he yeah. Some of those players, players, I mean, some those players were around when we got promoted the next season. Yeah, I mean, international players as well, wasn't yeah, it? Like George well, Burley, well, yeah, uh, Alan Kennedy, yeah, I mean, a lot of them were coming towards the end of the career, but I guess the telling factor is that Dennis Smith came in afterwards and he got a great tune out of Gates, so he obviously had, still had something in the tank. And if you hear some of the tales that Eric Gates tells about uh, the time under Menemy, it's absolutely mm. horrendous. Uh, Gareth's got the league table up there oh, from we, the 86-87 season, which some of the footballing giants like Shrewsbury... Mm. Yeah. Shrewsbury Town finished above Sunderland that season. There you go. So eight, when you just dismiss eight. teams like Burton, <clears throat> just remember that. Yeah, yeah. We won eight, drew six, and lost seven at home. That so season. our home record's decent, really. And so away from home, we won four, drew six. So and that's lost a weird form. That's a, so at least as a fan, then <clears> you're going to a game and you're going to Roker Park as it was then, and you're winning a third of the games you play, yeah, yeah. and you're drawing a third of the games you play. So it doesn't have this sort of dark cloud. No. Like we have at the moment. No, and you, you, like I say, you, you, obviously, like I say, I was a lot younger. You had this hope when you went to the games that something was going to turn around, you were going to nick a win, somebody's just going to turn up on the day and play a little bit better, whereas now you're sort well, of... Well, since, again, we've got... We've, the the stat is, is still poor, even though... I mean, we we beat Chelsea after going behind under Allardyce, and before that, it was Martin O'Neill's first game in charge. So, since Martin O'Neill's been here, going behind at home, we've only won once. 
well, twice, including the time he was yeah. here. But one manager since then, and we've had plenty. Because mm. when we've gone behind his home, we we've we haven't we've only won one game. I mean, that's yeah, well, you'll be talking about rotten calls and stuff like that. <laughs> no, I've just no, it's, it's just a that's a it's a it's a bad start, that isn't it? It uh, is. It's a, it's it, it, in, it, it, in how it, many years? In seven years, and it, it makes twice. it all the more understandable why the, the, I guess why the crowd turn. Yeah. Or can I mean, turn so quickly. I say I don't know. think it's a crowd turn. I think it's just a resignation. Yeah. I think when the goal goes in, now everyone just kind of goes, "Oh, for God's sake!" And that's it. There's no like yeah. real kind of like anger some, or... some of the some of the people around me are, uh, are unhappy before the ball is even Well, I mean, kicked. people around me are talking about anything and everything apart from football and apart from what they're seeing. They're, oh, like, they're there. They're there out of force of habit, and they don't even watch what's happening on the pitch. There's blokes uh, around me who like time. you know, even if the Bovril's called, it's the worst thing since you know, called Bovril got some questions we'll um, try and get through Alex Campbell is there any chance some of the loanies may be recalled got to be better than what we have or could afford could Chris Coleman try and re-motivate them imagine imagine Wabi Kasri's face well and <laughs> I'm guessing where and Jeremy the, I don't think Jeremy Lentz is well, bothered by, by the I'm, sound of the way he's done where he's gone I'm guessing wherever they are these loanies the, the clubs they're at are paying at least a percentage of the wages and whether they come back then that's something that would have a financial impact on bringing other people in or maybe maybe needing to ship others out. I think as well, with the players who go out on loan, we would have received some sort of thing. As you say, the wage will be subsidised. But the thing, I think the reason we loaned them out last summer is so we can guarantee some form of income and some kind of cash flow in the mm. summer because we won't have a £30 million quid in John Pickford. We're probably going to sell a dog in this transfer window. So we need some form of revenue to come in, in the summer. What's and I know I know it's like kind of think like a business, but it's a way of football. Oh, it is, yeah. So we've got to think a bit more long term, really. Say we get right. I'm being ambitious across. See, selling Don Corney. I like the sound of this. See, get twenty. See, get twenty million. So say eight to ten for one and ten to twelve for the other. I reckon you. I don't. I don't think that's completely unrealistic. No, no. We've well, been talking about eight for Don anyway, yeah, aren't they? But so. in this transfer market, so you get twenty. He said that basically they're going to have to go to Ellis Short and say, right, if we get some of that money, can we have a percentage to spend? What percentage do you think is an acceptable percentage of, of that? 100. 100. <laughs> <laughs> See, he said he's not. They said they're not going to get it all to spend, so what do you think is an acceptable that, percentage? It, 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 like I would say if, if, we got to, if we sold for 20 and we had 10 to spend... I don't think that's the end of the world with the loans and everything it's on top. Not, when you look, we'll, we'll still be painting for Endong, even when we've sold them, because of the way the deal was structured. So well, that's, like that's why we can't. Well, that's why we can't spend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why we can't spend even just to get us out of the position you were in, you would think that three out of twenty, two out of twenty, one one out of twenty might get you enough in to just get you out of where you're at. You know what I well, mean? Well, half a million quid gets you James Vaughan, so I don't know about that. A couple of tweets on Rodwell, contrasting in a way. <laughs> um, Matthew uh, M. Jack or nineteen ninety nine. Nowhere is our team or squad the worst in the league. I'm still yet to see a good team in this division. I know he's awful, so he does acknowledge it. Uh, but surely Rodwell should be in and around the team. Scott Young, how do you solve a problem like Rodwell? Can we offer him a deal to leave, free up wages, or continue to pay him in the impossible event? That he offers some return for the ten million plus wages we've spent on a player with no heart and spine. How many times can you talk about Jack Rodwell? I just thought it was interesting too. People had, had brought it up because it's a head scratching that one because he. We're never going to clear answer on it, do we? No. When we're asking what's wrong, he's just unavailable all the time. 
There's nothing. There's nothing definitive ever given. Well, it, for it, a reason. It, least, I don't know. At least, I've, I've never interviewed Chris Coleman. I don't know if he's telling people stuff off the record. Well, Coleman's actually come out and did actually say that he's he's training with the medical staff, and it's up to him to show he's got the heart and and, and this that and the other to get back in the team. So he's made it clear. He certainly made it clear to Jack that what he's got to do, whether Jack Jack chooses to do that or chooses to keep earning a living while training with the bands and sitting at home every weekend and. Um, is up to him. I think there must be a mental issue with with Jack Rudwell. It has to be, doesn't it? It has to. I mean, all the implications. Fear of failure. I think. So. Is, yeah, I think he just he's, he can't. He can't. He doesn't seem to be able to get over that that that, that bump, whatever it is. Um, and it's you know it's 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 it's, it's a shame. It's a, it really is a shame. I mean, I, I've not really had anything to do with Jack in terms of interviewing him and stuff like that. I don't know what the what the lads like, but. Having spent all that money and expected so much, and he's delivered so little, but it's it, you know it's bad for us as fans. It's bad for the club, but it's obviously bad for him. I know he's picking up his wages every, but he, as a footballer, he's standing, well, isn't he? May, maybe he does. You just get the impression he's ever really wanted to be a footballer. He should be able to cope with this uh, where, with where we are, though, shouldn't he? Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, if you don't want to be a footballer, then I've, I've got a feeling he might not go to another club after us. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. He's obviously got a talent. Nobody should do hard talent. He's got a duty of care to call it a day for us now, surely. He knows a particular not, does he really well, No, he's, oh, he's, he's sure. getting more. Well, no, morally. He's getting, he's getting, exactly. He doesn't need any more. He's a multi millionaire. Why would these, these lads spend what they get as well? You know, no, they get big houses no, and stuff. I'm not trying to sound like your dog when I'm saying, oh, like, oh multi millionaire, these footballers earn too much. Because it's different if they're playing and they're producing. But, he, but he's never. But if somebody's almost like we're saying, a lot of us are presuming he doesn't want to play, he's got but no if, interest but if in he's good, From a moral point of view, like morally, the world, yes. then I agree with you. Not duty of care, but worded up badly. If morally. He's gonna, if he's going to walk away, this is going if we, to. If we are right, and there's no reason to say we are because we're not normally, but. If we are right, and he and he is um, he is going to call it a day after this club, then he he's never ever going to earn what he earns now. Which is, well, I would imagine so. He, if he still wants to have the big cars and the big house, they don't pay for themselves. I, don't, I doubt he's got a mortgage. <laughs> he might not be bothered though. He, but he's, what I mean. You you just well, you, if you live, if you're going to live in that life, of course. Why do you think so many of them turn up on Sky and stuff like that? Because they get umpteen amounts of thousands of pounds to turn up on Sky on a Saturday afternoon because they still need to live in the lifestyle they've become accustomed to. If he walks away and says, oh, keep your money, which is not going to happen. The way thing is, though, I think if he cared enough to do what Sam suggested, he would probably care enough to want to play and want to prove mm. himself. But I think I don't know, because I, I think they're kind of connected, those things. I think when, if he thinks I'm going to do the right, he could think I'm going to do the right thing if I've got no intention of playing. When he was personally. when he was playing... We don't know the lad, we don't even know if this, yeah. is, the, if this is the case. Well, when he, all reports suggest that he's a, he's a nice lad, and, and when he was playing, to be fair, and we, he was playing in a team that's getting beat all the time, he'd always put himself up to go and speak to the press mm. after the game. He'd always do it, and other people wouldn't do it, other people would bottle it. So he, front, he always used to front up. Now, I'm not saying that's an excuse for the fact he's been... So poor for us since he came, um, but you know, you just hope it's it's you know there's two we're speculating about certain things about him, which is is, is probably wrong in 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 some respects um, because you know we're judging him on things we, we don't understand or we don't know. But it, it is a shame if that that somebody with talent clearly can't muster the the mental strength to go out and and, and deliver it for whatever that reason is, and you. You know, 
it, it, it's just a, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a, it's a it shame. Is, it, it, sadly, like I say, the fans are suffering, the clubs suffering, and obviously the individuals suffering because yeah. he, he's not he's not doing what at one time no. he did love on, no. a, on, a, on a Saturday afternoon. Some people will prepare to try anything to turn our look around, our fortunes around. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not you know, there's not going to be you're laughing. It's nothing funny, but Steve Newell is um, is asking if we need to change the entrance music. Um, Dance of the night, isn't it? Reeks yeah. of failure now. It used to make your hair stand up. That's not going to turn out fortunes around. Well, it, I think what he's getting at, what he's getting at, and, and I can understand this is. I, I was sitting there for 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 a while against Barnes. You think you know? I would love the fans to do their part and turn this round. Now I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I sit in the north stand, and I wasn't going to stand up and start trying to start chants off and stuff. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I've made my decision because I don't sit in the singing end. I sit in the north stand because I'm getting old and I'm getting bored. So it's my fault, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, well, no, but he's got a point in that it's like it's repeating itself every week and it's just we're stuck on the, in this vicious circle. Is there something that will be done logistically or by the fact or something to just, just, to just change the atmosphere? I've actually I've wrote about this for our Wise Men's here. Uh, column in the Echo. I've got a flag. To, oh, right, I'm not supposed to have read it yet. Okay. Um, um, so... I just think, like, yeah, all right, move the away fans, yeah, um, try and put a bit of atmosphere, yeah, change the music, and end the day, it's winning winning games on the pitch that's going to change course, anything. No, that's course, the only thing that's going to change anything. Not, of course it does, but times have never been this tough where you think something little just to help it. You stand, you stand in the singing end, Michael. What, what, what row do you stand in? 22. So that's sort of middle, or? It's, um, it's kind of about five rows back in the second tier, if that makes sense. That's all right, that. because... Sitting looking at that from the north stand, it looks ridiculous. How bunched up those are! And if if, if anybody from you from from the singing end and the singing section, I'm guessing that you joined. You wanted to go on that end to help create an atmosphere yeah. and be amongst it. Please, if you stand in the last ten rows of that second tier, do yourself a favour. Get into the aisle, walk down, and sit in the front ten rows, because they're so far away from the pitch. The bunched up to the back as far away from the pitch as humanly possible, where the level with where the police control box thing is, how on earth do they expect an atmosphere to spread across the ground? I mean, the, the logistics be... of it don't work, we know that, but that front, fill that front to you first. Go oh, down God. there and chant, and then maybe it might just yeah, have like an impact on the rest of the maybe, stadium. Maybe you'll get like a megaphone and like do that like, in Germany and like stand with the. <laughs> Stand like, facing the, the crowd and get like the, the uh, I'll lead like the like the hundreds of four stars at Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do, do you know what? I'll join aside yeah. and when we we joke about those, the palace and the stupid nonsensical ultras image that they try and portray, right? And it's almost um, you know synchronized and rehearsed the, their atmospheres. And I don't like it at all. What I do like about Sunderland fans is they react spontaneous, <laughs> spontaneous. That's what a fan should be. Right? Know, Gareth's telling me we need to wrap it up, but the, what, what is noticeable about those Crystal Palace fans is where are they? Right in the corner, right pitch side. But then, but then you imagine though, like I agree with you in, in principle. If the lads from the south stand can come down the front, but then of course you get the stewards. What well, some of them say, sit down, shut up. That, that's what used to happen. Normal first move. I think section. the stewards probably don't care as much as they we used don't to. Care oh, no, we, no, no, we used to. What they what they did. Oh, the, um, they used to hammer you if you sat like in the in the upper tier, like sort of a lower tier, or the first yeah. few rows of the upper tier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Though. Um, but it needs to be looked at. That. I, I think the, um, but I mean the whole music thing. I know is a little bit of like a jokey kind of point, but it's the way it is now. Though I mean because we've got to have a handshake ritual. It's like a funeral march now. Football matches when you come out, 
like when I first started going, you used to have like the dance for nice and ready to go would blast on the players would run onto the pitch and there was a big roar from the crowd and I'm probably looking at it through with like a nine year old's eyes here again, but it was just a lot better and a lot more inspiring when they came out. But now as I see it's just really drab, you get like kind of uh, that music and they just kind of saunter out, don't they? No some you know, when they do the t- when they do the team news to do it, um, yeah, Pickford, I remember the change. first time I ever saw a big screen in a football match, and that was at Highbury Arsenal, and it must have been nineteen ninety six ish, ninety seven ish, and what they did when they were doing the team the way they did the team news, they put some really uplifting, fast paced music on, and put it on the screen, and a picture of David Seaman would come up, and then I would show you David Seaman make a couple of saves, some footage. And then the right back Lee Dixon will come up and. That was your Donald that. Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was your Donald Love controlling one of Browning's passes. Yeah. No, but do you Carol know what I mean? The crossbar. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you've got to put that in there. Stuff I mean, like that, though. Inspirational. Yeah, I, I would prefer that. Just than be sitting there, like that. Sitting yeah. there listening to some, <laughs> some opera music. I, I couldn't get where it comes from. Look, we've gone on and on. Can we do a couple of shout outs? Go really on, then I'll let you do your shout Because I went there for some people who came to the Peacock, some people from America. Um, they like American things. Yeah, they, they do. They like English things, including Sunderland. So Elizabeth and her family, who came to see us and uh, had a lovely time in Sunderland. Apparently, all very complimentary about the city and and, and had a lot. Well, I think a daughter had low expectations and was very impressed. <laughs> so, so there you go. And they, um, live in, they live in Manhattan as well, right there, yeah. right there amongst it all. And the. Uh, the other gentleman was a guy called uh, Keith. I remember this by calling him Keithiopia because he's Keith from Ethiopia, <laughs> and he was there with his son who lives in Sri Lanka for the Birmingham game. So the first three people in the peacock. We didn't the culture. The, the, the first three people in the peacock. Well, I was trying to go around with this football card. Um, <laughs> one was from New York, one was from Ethiopia, and one was for, from Sri Lanka. So I don't think a three-course meal at the yeah, at the peacock would have been much good to them. But uh, yeah, Keith apparently. Listens every week and says he's also got a, a Newcastle supporting friend who lives out there and apparently listens to this show so they can talk about the situation at, at Sunderland and that obviously because there's nobody to talk. So if you are listening, Keith's friend, I don't know what you're called, get lost. <laughs> you know, scummer. <laughs> we'll be back on Monday after the Borough game, after we dump Borough out of the cup and we uh, find out who these mystery new signings are. Thanks for listening. Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show, with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.